Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Today's topic is this, idols in the desert. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So here we are. I don't know how many days it is into the coronavirus epic, and but I do know that we're in the desert. We are in the desert. This has been the consistent theme over the last few podcasts. This idea of this journey, and this is where I found myself in scripture, and I just keep going around and around on it. The journey of the Israelites from Egypt through the desert to the promised land. And what occurred to me and this has all been this has all been churning up during my workouts because I again I've been using my practice of the spiritual warfare protocol, which is a combination of uh, intense workouts, scripture, prayer, meditation. I'm going to do another podcast on how all that works, and maybe even some live streams on just exactly what that experience looks like in practicality. I've had a few people that have gone through that in the last week, and it has massively helped them. And so I feel like it's something that really needs to uh, to probably even have more light on it. But what I've been getting out of these the, these experiences in the morning, and yes, I you know the world is in absolute chaos. Um, but I, the commitment I've made is to go gather the manna every morning. And I'm not going to lie; it is uh, it's difficult, as I'm sure it is for you, to keep any sense of normalcy when all this thing, all, everything is in chaos, but I have you considered that that is the one thing you can do is every morning, get up and go get it. And then the rest of the day is probably going to be chaos. At least that's what it's felt like for me and for many people on our teams and things like that. Just absolute chaos and everything actually in many ways has felt like it's sped up. The intensity is higher because uh, our mindset is we need to accelerate into this curve. And I think that's the right mindset. But I started thinking about the journey and I started thinking about how there's a couple of stages to the journey that's described in the Bible. One is where the Israelites found themselves in Egypt and it started as a great thing. They came there for refuge originally, many years before, I think, I think several hundred years before they actually left, if you know the story, they came there because there was a famine. And Joseph, who was, um, long, long story there, but Joseph had been uh, captured and brought to Egypt, become a very successful businessman, what an incredible business story. If you ever want to read an incredible business story, read the story of Joseph, a man who, who listened to God and acted and had massive wealth and prosperity, such to the level he was actually able to uh, save thousands of people through his smart business decisions, including the 70 people that came from his family, that the ones that had sold them into slavery. They came to Egypt and they ultimately became the nation of Israel that we, that we know today. And they, they lived in Egypt and had great prosperity and they grew and they multiplied. And yet that place where they were ultimately turned into a place of slavery a place of slavery so bad that they cried out to God and God ultimately answered 
and said, I hear the cries of my people. I'm going to lead them out. And that's kind of what it feels like right now, right? And, and this is where it's interesting. I believe that we may look back on, on the where we were before, before the coronavirus, before the crown virus arrived. And there may or may be some point in the future where we look back on that and we go, look at the amount of slavery that we escaped. It didn't feel like slavery when we were there. But when we were free of all that and we were in the desert and things became scarce and quiet for a little while, we were able to see that, um, see the, the true slavery that we had been into and in many of the behaviors and patterns and mindsets and stories and, and beliefs that we had before. Make no mistake, the world will be changed or is changed. Not even will be. The world is changed. The world is changed. But now we find ourselves out in the desert. And in another podcast, I talked about how this space can be used as a place to recenter and listen. Listen to what your body's saying. Be aware of that. And so many people now are aware of our health. To be aware and connected with our families. I'm seeing a beautiful thing. I'm seeing my daughters get homeschooled right now. It's, a, it's incredible. Beautiful. Seeing business innovate. I'm seeing people shift and pivot. I'm seeing restaurants do new things. I'm seeing our own business do new things. I'm seeing our clients be innovative and think differently to try to solve problems, in many cases, to save some lives. So that's good. But then what happens in the, in the story in Scripture after they are in the desert for a while, in all that space, in all this space that we may be feeling right now? This space of some scarcity, but some space of just, just space. First thing they did is they uh, they decided they need to build another idol to fill the space. That's the story of the golden calf. Moses goes up on the mountain, and then everybody says, "Hey, we need we need an idol. We need an idol to worship. We don't have anything there. We don't see anything. We don't have an idol to worship." And so they build a golden calf, and we all know how that goes. But I thought it was interesting that in this massive pattern interrupt that we're experiencing, how quick might, might we be, or might I be, to start building new idols in this space? I realized that one of my idols that I hadn't really thought about as an idol was my investment accounts. I, I, I like to look at my investment accounts. Just go in there and get a little, little dose of certainty. I've done the right things for a long time. So it's cool to kind of go in there and go look, get a little dose of certainty. But I realized how fallible it was whenever everything took a 30, 40% haircut, depending on which couch you're looking at, at least for the moment, right? We all know long-term investment strategies. That's the way to go. You can't, shouldn't look at things in a moment, just look long-term and that's always served and that will always serve. But what's exposed is for me was my own, 
my own reliance on this little endorphin hit. And whenever it didn't show the same numbers, I didn't have that endorphin hit anymore. I had the opposite. I had a fear hit. And then I heard the message, quit worshiping this idol. Ouch. I had actually made some big moves inside of my investment accounts. Moves that didn't really feel right. Sold things. I was thinking about it. I just heard this thing that said, quit worshiping that idol, put it all back. I'm like, what? Like, put it all back. It's like, yep, put it all back. Except for this amount that I'm going to tell you to give to charity. I'm like, okay. Okay. Off I go. So I went back, put it back, took some out. Except for the amount I was supposed to take out. And that's going to some people in need. Hadn't considered that before. It wouldn't have been possible had I not made the decisions I did. But inside of this, I I learned one big important lesson that inside of all this space that I've been working very hard to reframe, to, to keep it as something that is happening for me, for us, as opposed to to us. I realized that in that space, there are still idols. So I'd ask you the following question. What idols do you have right now? Where are you seeking your certainty? I found the most powerful certainty I get is when I do my workouts and prayer and scripture in the morning. And it is that dose of daily manna, that spiritual certainty that is, is everything. The daily, the daily gathering. I don't need any other idols if I'm doing that. If I'm creating the space to listen and act. I learned a lesson the other day that cost me some dollars because I didn't listen and I acted out of fear. I won't do that again. Anytime soon. I'm sure I'll do it again and I'll be taught the same lesson again. But where, but where right now do you have an idol that you're looking to even in this space? And have you considered that this is the space to kill and destroy idols? What is an idol? An idol is anything outside of God's voice that you're seeking certainty in or from. Idol might be your bank accounts. An idol might be your marriage. An idol might be the significance that you feel in the market space, marketplace. An idol might be a habit or an addiction. It's time to kill idols, destroy them. There was a verse this morning that came up for me in Deuteronomy. It said the following, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get the wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is, as it is this day. 
And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 8, 17 through 20. This coronavirus is a gift. Yes, there's cost in human life and pain and suffering. But it is a global pattern interrupt that was desperately needed. It exposes everyone. It exposes everything for the truth of where they really were and really are. And it creates an opportunity and a question. What am I going to do in the desert? Will I start to build new idols? Will I start to build a new Egypt to go back into slavery, to go back into the matrix? Or will I seek to listen? I will seek, will I seek and knock and ask and act and listen to his voice because his voice is leading us to something much, much better. Because you see, they didn't know, the Israelites in the desert didn't know ultimately where they were going to end up. But they ended up in a place, a land flowing with milk and honey that was so beautiful, so incredible, so lush. It was a hundred times better than anything they could have imagined from where they sat in Egypt before. But they could have never seen that, and many of them never did, if they hadn't listened to the voice and followed it. And right now there's the voice telling you something. And it's not something you can hear when there's a lot of fear around. But outside of that fear, there's a signal. And it's leading you and telling you to do something. And my encouragement to you would be to go find it. I have to absolutely go to war in the morning to find it. It's the only place I can clear enough space through this all this chaos to find it. Turn off the media. There's only one signal you really need to listen to. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come. <laughs>